This is Movies, a podcast by the Active Cinema. With me today, it is, of course, Haas. And Haas, you were just telling me a moment ago you were starting a new podcast with Jerry Jensen on weight loss called The Nutrient Men. (laughs) The Dying Men. The expiration date is what that podcast is going to be called. And it's like, who can make it to the end of the next year? Hopefully me. Because my issues are not as bad as Jerry's. <laughs> well, you haven't been one. going in and out of surgery for your yeah. intestines just yet. Well, I have uh, my, my doctor's appointment is this coming Thursday. So that's when we'll know how this year. Yeah, if it's been dieting diabetes. or if it's been cancer. Yeah, if it's dieting or is, do I need chemo? That could uh, be to... that could be a great game show we pursue in case this Kenny dating show falls through is diet or cancer. <laughs> Yeah, well, it can be resolved pretty quickly, I think, as soon as they tell me if it is or not. And then uh, we can do a reality show, and the reality is just me getting sick by chemo every time I take it. Yeah, it could have been my 600-pound life, but no, instead it's watch Hans wither. <laughs> it's my six, my 600 level of glucose on my blood. Maybe that's a little long <laughs> for that. My, my blood glucose is 600. You know, for as many times as we've discussed reality television on this show, this would be the appropriate episode to do so, talking about The Curse, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. How did you watch The Curse? They don't have Paramount Plus in Costa Rica. We have Pirate Bay. <laughs> no. It was difficult to get it, too, because there was multiple versions, and a couple of them were really bad. Not what do you mean? It's... Hold on, hold on. What do you mean multiple versions? What are you talking about? So there's like a three gigabyte version that I was not going to download because it's just a, a whatever looking show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a 300 megabyte one that I downloaded and it looked like shit. Uh, so then I had to settle for like the 700, 800-ish, uh, which is a little closer to, I guess, what you see on Oh, TV. I thought you were talking about multiple cuts, not different qualities oh, no. of video. No, no, size size of... of uh, file on on pirate bay who wants to get a 4k copy of the curse is what i'm wondering a three gigabyte for an episode it's not even a movie well you know what they say is size matters that's what you want for a nathan fielder uh, show to have as much resolution as possible especially when it's supposed to look like a documentary Mm -hmm. what do you think about nathan i know you've mentioned nathan fielder before i've never seen nathan for you i've seen maybe a clip or two here or there but I have no strong opinion or feelings on Nathan Fielder or his comedy. I I enjoy it. I like cringing. I like feeling uncomfortable. And I like how he never seems to break, uh, even as, a, as an actor myself. Uh, even in, in, in scenes that you would think, I, I don't know how anyone would not break character or feel incredibly uncomfortable because i think that's like the brand right just trying to make the audience feel as uncomfortable as possible and i enjoy that um you only saw the first episode of this show uh, that's right i I, i'm not all caught up i know that they're about three or four weeks into the show at this point you've seen the first three episodes yeah uh i think um uh, by the third episode it's kind of like oh okay so this is what it's going to be um and uh i found myself not enjoying it as much by the end i'm sorry did you just have a naked man walking around in the background here (laughs) yeah yeah that's 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 why it's blurred you didn't uh lock your father up before the show 
I wish he could walk like that. <laughs> uh, he was just dragging himself on the floor. Uh, yeah, I um, because we were supposed to re record this a couple of days ago, so I was like, oh, I'll I'll catch up with all the episodes since I saw there was a couple more. Mm. Um, I think I think the the shtick of it I really like. I really like the performances. I think is my favorite thing that Benny. I think it's Safdie. yes, Benny Safdie. He just joined he's, X recently. I think he's he's great in it as that scumbag just just horrible character that he plays in this and uh it becomes worse as the episodes go by so i i don't have an issue with that at all i just i just feel like the, the whole you know uh it's played straight and it's like a fake documentary at times but at the same time they're showing you like what's really happening I think it works at times, but then it just kind of drags and it just kind of becomes like the, the same. And then when you're watching something for 40 minutes, but at least me personally, by the end of it, I was kind of like, oh, all right. Well, the opening episode is longer than 40 minutes. If yeah. I remember right, isn't it 90 minutes or is it? Yeah, it's like it's... an hour 10, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you, it, there's no reason for it to run that long. I think they get the point across very well in 40 minutes with that episode. And there's a bit of filler in there. I'll be honest with you. It didn't leave a lasting impression on me based off that first episode. But I did laugh. I did laugh a couple of times, which is better than any other TV show can, can do for me uh, at this point. I laugh pretty hard at the, at the faux reality show that Benny Safdie directed yeah. with the the burn victim i thought that was a very very funny visual gag there and the way that it was edited was exactly like the golden bachelor essentially so okay. i was i was cracking up at that but uh, honestly aside from that kind of i don't know it, it just didn't it didn't do much for me i thought mm -hmm. benny was good i thought nathan i mean they're all good i'm yeah. glad that corbin bernson has work you know that? he's the that? dad he played oh the other thing that made me laugh was, look look at us now. We're the Cherry Tomato Boys. That yeah. line, I thought, was very funny. It was stuck in my head for several days afterward. But, but that whole scene was was just really funny, yeah. Yes, yeah. Does it improve and, in the subsequent two episodes? Uh, I think it focuses more on their couple and like their relationship. And then it goes a little bit into the Benny Safdie character and just them... Um, interacting with the community and how white and awkward they are <laughs> especially because they're dealing with like a, a native american uh neighborhood right where they live or where they're trying to like set up these hideous houses uh so it's a lot of them just trying to uh appeal to native americans having obviously zero knowledge on what they do or 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 the differences in between like this type of Native American and, and this other. So it's a lot of that. It's a lot of them. Uh, I think the third episode is when they try to set up, uh, oh, they, there's like a uh, an art exhibit and uh, Emma Stone tries to get uh, a native from the community to come, but then he's like a different tribe than the person that's in it. So it's a lot of just, uh, I think the church should just be called Awkward White People. Just that's, that's what it is really. Um, it's just them, faking it i guess um and then there's a there's a um, oh what do you think of this sex scene that happens in episode one <laughs> is that what you call it sex 
I don't. I don't know. Um, I thought that was very awkward to watch and long and very just long. Kind of like, okay, all right, are we gonna? Uh, it, well, she, there's a a storyline where she's pregnant, uh, but then you know it's that thing of like, well, we didn't really see them. You know, he was, and he's the whole thing is he has a small dick. Yeah, which if you have a small dick, it's very hard to get a woman pregnant because the, you know the thing can't meet the egg yeah. and you know so is it is it benny safty's boy well that's the thing it's kind of implied sort of but we never see that and you have that scene on the first episode where there's kind of like a weird uh awkward chemistry there where you don't know if they're gonna and then right he's kind of hitting on her he's being inappropriate yeah. we'll call it that inappropriate because he doesn't actually cross a line but the line is implied to be crossed there by how yeah. he's talking to her yeah, so there's there's a storyline and and then it goes nowhere really. Um, I don't know. It's it's difficult because I don't think there's anything on TV that's like like this. So I appreciate the effort. I really like the way it's shot. I really like the soundtrack they picked. It's very what I think, uh, or how n not watching it, but how I think uh, Twin Peaks would be like, where it's like. It's like a bizarre reality. You keep making all these really comparisons realized. to Twin Peaks that don't match Twin because Peaks never, at all. But that's the thing. I've never seen it. So my idea yeah. of Twin Peaks is like, oh, it's this weirdo alternate reality that's not real reality, I guess. Um, with this, I really enjoyed the way that they play with sound and the music that they, they use for every moment that happens. So I enjoy everything. But I, I felt like by episode three, I was kind of like... Uh, I don't know if I want to continue watching this. Um, but again, it's just, I think that the fact that there's really, or I don't think there's anything on TV that feels like this or that it gives you that uncomfortable feeling of like, uh, of like, please stop and they won't. Um, that is what, what uh, keeps me coming back. And that's a, a very Nathan Fielder thing. And I think Emma Stone, uh, I like her. Uh, trajectory as an actress i think she's now uh finding or or getting a lot of more interesting roles uh because you have that that new movie she's starting to age out. out yeah she's so she she's not the uh, girl from super bad anymore right right or from Luck, lucky louis <laughs> remember that was she on lucky louis i don't yeah, remember her being on lucky louis at any she point. was on the last the last episode of lucky louis uh i think she was like the babysitter uh, that's the Does first she get thing. Clarice Starling where he's jacking off and and spits his cum into her. I think that's the that's the episode. Uh, hold on, let me pull. This is what she looked like. Very fresh faced, very young. Oh, she looks so awkward. Just a, I don't know. She's always had a face where it's like not quite the pretty girl, but like the prettiest girl in the trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now she's in what the, um, what is what is your your Greek brother there, uh, Cosmatos? No, 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 that's the other one. Uh, she's in Yorgos Lanthimos's new film. Yeah, where so, she she looks like she's playing like a weird alien type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I like that she's going for more interesting weirdo roles. So that's cool, and I like that she's in this. She's really good in this. But yeah, I. I think I'm she gonna feels out... she feels appropriately pretty for somebody like Nathan Fielder, and Nathan Fielder probably in reality could could do much better than Emma Stone, 
But for what is called of this character and what their life is, it, it it's a well fitting match. Yeah, I would say everyone. Uh, I think everyone's really well cast. Mm -hmm. um, that again, that I don't. I don't think I've seen Benny Safdie in many things. Um, He's had a very big year. He was also in Oppenheimer as well. By the way, did you wind up seeing Oppenheimer? I know you were talking about, hey, maybe we should finally do a show on it. And I'm I'm guessing, you know, you just haven't even downloaded it because of the three-hour runtime. But No, I downloaded it. I just haven't sat down and watched three hours of, <laughs> of it. Um, but so Just three hours of the curse. So he's doing more acting now? He's breaking up with Josh in terms of oh. directing. I don't know if they have some sort of squabble happening or if he just wants to pursue more acting roles but he's getting them he was in licorice pizza and he was pretty good in that he's good in oppenheimer he's got um you know he's got enough range i think that he can have a serious career as an actor so i'm interested to see what happens with josh's next film which is going to have ben affleck and adam sandler and i think cardi b or somebody like that in it well, they I, always yeah. do that right mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they always bring someone up that field i guess He's worked so far, so why not? Um, then again, I don't think I've seen... Just by looking at uh, Josh's uh, filmography, I think I've only seen a couple of things. I don't think I've seen any of their shorts. I don't uh, think, I don't think you really need to see the shorts, to be honest with you. They're uh, early, early career shorts. You know, Boston University shorts or whatever school in Massachusetts they went to. So, I mean, you I. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. in their first short. That's what? pretty impressive. No, I don't. No. What? Le Hold this up, please. Lethargy? I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm very skeptical of this. I doubt it. There it is. David Gilgold, Josh Safdie. What? 2002? Okay, this must have been... No, Josh Safdie would have been like... Also, Edward Burns is in it. No, who is this David Gelb? Gilib? What the fuck is this guy's name? Josh Safdie, he would have been like 12 years old during this. There's, there's no way he was a serious director. But this tells you that nepotism won the day with the Safdie brothers and their career, um, which is not really a complaint or criticism. It's just a little, little thing to keep in mind. What it is, yeah. The producer of a Marvel thing, Chef's Table. Chef's Table. Pizza, yeah. Obi Wan. Okay, yeah. so this guy's a corporate, a Netflix Hollywood director. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Two thousand two. Also, Robert Downey Jr. was not Rob, like modern Robert Downey Jr. or even Chaplin Robert Downey Jr. in two thousand two. He was literally fresh from prison in two thousand two. Okay. So he was before Marvel, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. Edward Burns probably was the bigger get of these two in two thousand two, which is hilarious now but yeah at the time robert downey jr was definitely washed up he was on i think like the thing he had to keep himself afloat and insured was ally mcbeal there it is he, yeah. he joined the cast of <laughs> ally mcbeal the singing detective and gothica do you ever see gothica i feel like i might have seen it when it was on hbo literally 20 years ago I couldn't tell you the difference between Gothica and Catwoman. I <laughs> always thought that they were like the same movie. Um, I think it's around the same time, right? Well, but... here's what I know about Catwoman. Catwoman was directed by a man named Pitoff. One yeah. word. And this is something I'm really getting sick of. 
it's something I've run into in this Diamond Square circle of actors is everyone wants to be like Oprah. They want to be like Madonna. They want a one word name. And sorry, and a lot always, of you who have requested uh, that, you're not you're gonna get fucking uh, yeah, I'm not putting Katia. No, you're gonna be Katia Johnson. I'm gonna pick your last name for you for the fucking credits of Omega Fish Corp. It's there. always never it's oh I guess it's never anyone good either, right? It's always just like so you want your name to speak more than your work because your work kinda sucks. This guy did Catwoman and then Fire and Ice, just a TV movie apparently, and then he hasn't done anything since. So what good. is what is why just one name? Yeah, I don't seven French. French. Yeah. Okay. What is the what's the other director that's also what well, I think it's three letters for McG. his name? Like, yeah, that, that's another. What another. what was the biggest thing he did? Remember the Titans? Is that it? Mike yeah, G? I think I think it's something like that. MCG, right? Yeah. Uh let's see. He's somebody Char I would Charlie's Charlie's Angels full throttle. And probably the first one too. I keep confusing him with, or back in the day, I used to confuse him a lot with Brett Ratner. You're not far off. We're looking Their at their careers are in sync with one another. So you got um the Duff, the babysitter. Oh, wait, that's producing. Hold on. He's producing. Yeah. Director Turner and Hush TV series 2021. That's great. Uh the babysitter two. The Babysitter One, Lethal oh, no. Weapon. McGee's yeah, directing watch. TV primarily these days. <laughs> yeah. That is a hard fall for somebody who was such a big, promising director 20 years ago. I think McGee was even attached, and maybe this is Brett Ratner too, attached to do a Superman movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. A lot of people were. J.J. Abrams, I think Brett Ratner was also. Well, because Wolfgang of Charlie's, Peterson. Because of Charlie's Angels? Oh, the... wait it might have been he might have been briefly attached to do batman beyond that's and then worse. they wound up doing they wound up going with um bose yakin who wrote remember the titans hmm. well he directed we all we are marshall which is similar to remember the titans right the right movie. they must have wanted a teen director you know okay yeah. so he also not what i was expecting mcgee to look like at all <laughs> I feel like if you have the name McGee, like you got to be a black guy first of all. Something, not Irish. You gotta, you gotta have a little swag. At least be a wigger. You know, look like Chet Hanks. This guy, nah, definitely not. This is a guy from Ohio. This looks like someone that was a child actor, but wasn't like the main actor. So he just, he's the, um, what is the the chubby guy from the from the Sandlot? that guy oh no you know you know what I, mean? I know exactly who you're talking about like he's got that look to him i think where he was like oh yeah remember me i was uh fifth i was failed. skippy on facts of life yeah i was in a couple of episodes i was a cousin remember me <laughs> <laughs> and not even fred savage fred savage was directing too right yeah until he started raping or actually wow. while he was raping i love the stories of evil Little look at he looks evil. He looks like a bad guy in his face. For as cute of a kid as he was on the Wonder Years, and as nice as he was as Kevin Arnold, he has so many stories surrounding him. And the my favorite is that 
as a boy actor, he tried to pressure the makeup lady on Wonder Years into going out on a date with him when he was like 14 and she was 35. And he was like, I'm going to get you fired unless we go out on a date. Wow. So he's, he's always been a little piece of shit. If that's the start of your life, you are not getting much better. I'll tell you that right now. It doesn't matter if you get washed up and you have a horrible Hollywood career after that. You're a tyrant. You see this? Yep. Let's, we need to talk about the Goldberg sex abuse ring, I think. Yeah. How many people on the Goldbergs got fired for being inappropriate? For just is a being, good question. Being, being bad. Fresh being bad. That's good. So he's mostly a TV director then. Crazy ones. Well, I guess good for this bad guy to still be working uh, by directing. The Connors. The he's years. doing the Connors. What has he done most recently? He did direct a couple of episodes of Wonder Years, and they fired him. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, somebody on this Wonder Years reboot came out against him. How do you fire a producer? You say, hey, the producer's sticking his fingers in my asshole, and I told him not to do it. And then they investigate, and suddenly he's unemployed. Fair enough. (laughs) I guess that's how you do it. (laughs) Look at how many useless, just horrible, pointless, forgotten shows are on this list. Daddy Day Camp. Ugly Betty. Zeke and Luther. I, I don't even recognize most of these. Aliens in America. The Cavemen. What he directed the one episode that came out. Nets, the classified school survival guide. You watch that one, right? I love that. No, I love the podcast because they're all very fucked up and speak candidly about it. Like the That's... girl went into rehab several times or something. It's, it's not what you would expect for Ned's Declassified. Ned also a... looks like Bradley Cooper these days, so he's a fortunate child actor. I mean, is, does he have a career? No, he, this is his career. It's Ned's Declassified. All these shows do this now because they don't have any other route to go. It's as sad as the Boy Meets World 40 years later. Hey, we're all, we're all pretending to be friends, and we're going to take this on tour because this is the most reliable income we have. Uh, it's it sucks when you you know when you uh that's your life right and then the jobs just little by little stop coming or maybe not little by little like they never came mm-hmm. you know you're just typecasted as this guy from this series and then it just never grows from there well uh you know it's part of i think once you get sucked into television, especially in the late 20th century, there was that repeated idea that, oh, well, you know, audiences will always just see you as that character. They're always going to see you as Urkel. Speaking of which, this reminds me, there's a new Urkel movie that's out. No, there yes, isn't. Yes, Urkel what? Saves Christmas. It's an animated. So Jaleel White, I remember for the longest time, was so conscious of that and was like, I'm never going to play Urkel outside of Family Matters. Well, he came back. He came right back. And now they're going to try and turn Urkel into a cartoon character. Um, do you remember when he tried to be an actor as an adult? And I think he had a show. What's his name? Jaleel White, right? Jaleel uh, White. I'll tell you what. He was in uh, Big Fat Liar with Paul Giamatti and Frankie Muniz. And I watched recently. They put Frankie Muniz on The Surreal Life. And I had to turn that shit off because it was so fucking boring. It was the worst. There's a new surreal life? Well, there's a new, new one that they're shooting right now for MTV, but they did one last year, 
and I didn't hear about it. And now I know why I didn't hear about it is because it was horrible. They had the guy who fucked Jada Pinkett Smith and cucked Will Smith. They had Stormy Daniels. They had Frankie Muniz and Dennis Rodman. And the show sucked. It's a reboot. The reboot. Yeah. They went direct to Paramount Plus. They did not advertise it at all. There was Manny MUA, the YouTuber. It was horrible. It was so boring. Manny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. This one? This yep, is that's it? it. That's it. Where's Jaleel? Oh, no. <laughs> Jaleel's not in there. He, they had Frankie Muniz. All but right. I was so, just uh, reminiscing about him being in Big Fat Liar. And that was the first thing, the first big thing he got after Family Matters. He was a limo driver. And I think he was just playing himself. I think Frankie was like, hey, aren't you Urkel? And that was the joke. And now, well, because I was, I remember, like, ah, it must have been over 10 years ago where uh, on the WB channel that we have here, Mm-hmm. He kept popping up, and I was like, he looks very familiar, but I didn't know who it was until I looked him up, and I was like, oh, shit, that's Urkel. Um, but now that I look at everything here, I can't think of what that could have been, because he's not the star or anything, right? He was in something serious kind of recently. Like, he had a real role on something that was kind of well-known. If you want to scroll to the top, I might be able to identify that. Let's see. Dumbbells? Hustle. DuckTales, Teen Titans, Hustle. No, no, no. It's none of that. The Big Show Show. Um, Scooby doing. Oh, he plays Urkel. No, he plays Urkel Bot. Oh, my bad. You're right. The bad Urkel. He plays Stefan. They unmask the villain and it's Stefan. That's so funny, by the way, that the fact that he wanted to be cool. So he created this character. Where it's like, it's going to be the real me. And he's just very lame. <laughs> very uncool. Martha Luther King and Drunk History. I'll tell you what, though. I completely, I bought that hook, line, and sinker when I was five years old. I was like, damn, Stefan is getting with Laura? No, Laura should be with Urkel. Now, I was very into it. All right. So he, he was a cousin, right? No, he wasn't a cousin. He was, uh, you're, you're thinking step by step now. And that was the other breakout character, Cody. No, he was the neighbor. No, 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 no. I mean the Stefan character. Stefan was still Urkel. Urkel would go down to the basement where the laboratory was, and he would come back upstairs, and suddenly he'd be Stefan. Okay. And the difference was that he had different clothes and no glasses, right? No glasses. He was smooth. He talked regular, and he knew how to woo the ladies. And no, did I do that? Never did I do that. Hmm. Uh, all right, so I, I, I'm not. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm not seeing what I recognized yeah, him no, from I on can't. there. But I here's what I know. I know he was the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic is getting a second wind of conversation these days because of that Scott Pilgrim show. Have you seen the new Scott Pilgrim? You seem like a big Scott Pilgrim guy. Listen, um, you moved when- to Canada because of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, when I was living in Canada, my roommate had a bunch of comics. He had the whole Dragon Ball manga, the little Goku one, and the Dragon Ball Z one. And then he had the six Scott Pilgrim books, and I read them. And I was like, in, for 2003, 2002, 2003, I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, 
I saw the Edgar Wright movie and I I like it as much as it affected uh online culture with the character of Ramona, right? Um and and uh I started watching this like the first episode and it, it just feels it feels very awkward. Um it feels like the timing on the dialogue and the jokes is not right. Like it feels like they recorded the voices but they're like badly sync up so a, a lot of the time you're kind of like oh i feel like that's a joke or that's a line but then there's just silence so it it just feels unfinished um and uh i don't think it works as well as an animation uh it feels very much like 2002 2000 whenever this came i think it came out in like 99 but it feels very much like that. Like I don't, whatever I don't think so. I feel like Scott Pilgrim was way later than that. Even the comic book, I feel like, was closer to 2010 than 1999. Let me see. Uh, Maybe be... I'm wrong about that, but I, I really don't think so. It could just be that the movie. All right. 2004, so, yeah. In the okay, middle. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it works. Uh, I I only gave it like 20 minutes and I just couldn't continue watching. They did get most of the actors from the movie to do voices, but then the performance is not there. And I guess it goes back to that thing of like um, when you're just doing voice acting and when you're doing real acting, it's it's like a different skill. And and it just feels very awkward. It feels very hollow. It feels like, like weird timing with the lines and just... It, it, I, I didn't finish the first episode, it just didn't work for me. Uh, and I, I wanted to like it just because I, I like the Edgar Wright movie, but I, the Edgar Wright movie, I feel like it has so much more energy and it moves so quickly and, and his editing is very, uh, you know, uh, eclectic, eclectic. Is that a, is that the right? It's fast paced. He, he it, does yeah. uh, a lot of, a lot of shots in a short period of time. And Edgar Wright, I think he the, he's not involved with this animated series, right? He might be a producer in name only because Maybe. he did do the film and they borrowed his cast. They probably offered him an executive producer credit out of the kindness of their hearts, but he's definitely not involved with this. I wish he would go back to directing fun, exciting movies and not, well, now I'm going to do a serious film. Now I'm going to do, it's going to be dark and it's going to be weird, but it's going to be serious. It's not going to be like all the other movies I did before because nobody fucking likes that. He needs the, well, I guess that's the thing. Like the the Simon Pegg got too big, right? And let me see. Yeah, I got right executive producer. So yeah, he's getting some some money. Uh, I doubt he has anything to do with with the production, but he he has he got some money. Um, yeah, I think he has to go back to the to his roots. You know, um, he needs to do roots. <laughs> Edgar Wright's roots, just very quick shots of people being happy. Yeah. To to some eighties music. Um, what what's the name of uh this the girl that was on Spaced who's really funny, um, and she has like her own uh, career in the UK. Well, kind of. Uh, Jessica Hines. I think she's really funny, and she he hasn't used her or anything. Uh, she's the. Have you? Do you see Space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched Space plenty of times. I I, I watched it recently, and it. it it's another one of those things where we now it feels very old. It came out in what 99? Uh it feels very old. It feels like a completely, you know, different lifetime that that the the type of shows that you see now. Um 
but I think she's really good. She plays the the soldier kind of girl that um that uh Simon Pegg's character in Shaun of the Dead meets with a couple of times and they just keep going, keep walking or whatever. She's really funny. I don't understand why he stopped using her uh on things. And I just feel like he Edgar Wright got like <sighs> Stepping away, and I understand stepping away from the comforts of your friends, right? I get that. But I don't think they work as well when you're using people like Ansel Elgort, or however you say his name, as the main character for your movie. As much as I don't hate Baby Driver, I think he's kind of a charisma vacuum. And especially in this movie where he doesn't really talk that much. And... um Last night in Soho, I thought it was fine, but but that's the thing. Um, he got known for his use of humor and action, and like uh, his knowledge of genre, I guess, right? So you have uh, Shaun of the Dead, which is a zombie comedy, so you have elements of both of them, and they work really well. Hot Fuzz action comedy works really well. The World's End, uh, even though it didn't have the reception that the other two movies did, I watched it recently it's still very good it's still really funny and and his style still shines through that i feel like him stepping away from that and just trying to i guess i don't want to say hollywood himself a little more but make something that's bigger than those movies you kind of lose the edgar wright isms and then it just becomes uh who's directing this uh, it, I it completely loses. agree with that. I, I think that that's especially the case, it, it, you know, with Baby Driver. Baby Driver really bulldozed this sort of bland style where I think he became too conscious of what his identity was as a director and immediately tried to veer away from that as opposed to working with it and maybe wrestling out of it into yeah. something different. Instead, he kind of just dropped it. He did some quick cuts and, um, you know, musical cues in Baby Driver that was a hallmark of his earlier films, but it doesn't feel at all like an Edgar Wright production. I think it, that that might also just be because he's working with a bunch of American actors in that film, and he hadn't Big done actors. that really to that yeah. point. Um, it was Jamie Foxx and Anselm. John Hamm, Kevin Spacey, right? Who's so it feels the only good one in that movie is Kevin Spacey, really. I mean, John Berenthal was very good for what the three minutes he's in it. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's always good. Isn't his podcast great? Just a caveman. <laughs> just Does a, he still have that thumbnail for the artwork where he's just mean mugging? Just, he's just, just, just probably. Let me look for it. What is it even called? Uh, Real ones. And you're dressed like him right now with that fitted cap. Nice. Hell yeah. Oh, well, he's just very confused in all of the... Let me see. Let's see. Um, Wow. Okay. The Shia one. Richard. Who's Richard Cabral? Oh, he's from Mayans. You know that Mayans show? Hold on. Did he start adding a filter? Yeah. He did. You know why? Because he looks old as fuck in many of these thumbnails here. He looks like he should not. He shouldn't be dressing like that. He shouldn't be dressing like us, <laughs> first of all, when he's almost 50 years old. Second of all, he shouldn't be doing a pot. Like, he, John Bernthal's an actually talented guy he's a very good actor yeah there's no reason for him to have a podcast what's burn local is that his brand um, is he wearing two different 
high quality candles contained within one, only the finest of recycled beer cans. Oh. It's a candle oh. company? It's yeah. not even a weed company? Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh. it's uh, next to a hotel pool. An idea was born. An idea to provide high quality candles contained within only the finest of recycled beer cans. Siblings Gabby and Trenton armed with, only with a proficiency for drinking and a desire to do anything. But isn't America a great country? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this would never work anywhere else. But this, let me see. Uh, wow, for the COVID. Oh, that's that's cool. That's hardcore. Are you going to get one? Out. These are cheap. Oh, wait, you oh, can't. I sold out. Because everyone can't. wanted them. Yeah, you just pour a little bit of wax on a can and there it is 15 bucks you can get this one is that cool a classic can and a classic scent amber and driftwood anybody could do this anybody could just go have a don't even have a beer just dump it out in the sink get just some find wax it the, find it on the street <laughs> collect it outside of a i don't know bar they sell cans in the bar uh damn that cologne smells good okay yeah i don't i mean i i hope this is what that is right maybe we're just looking it has at... to be it has to be because this this feels like something appropriate for coming out of his head you know the sim the simple nature of his mind probably thought yeah what if we turned all these beer cans into candles where oh, can wow. i find his burn local hat you have Universe. to email a guy you have to email a hot sauce company that makes them do you know that there was an R slash John Berndahl? I did know we will, this. We will be adding to a website soon. That was a year ago. So, wait. This might not be... Uh... Let's see. Let's check out the Instagram page for Working Psychology 13, who apparently... Uh-oh! Taken down. Okay. Well, never mind. Scam artist. Burn local. Here it is. Oh, do I need to be logged uh, in? No, no, nah, nah, you would still be able to see it. So they took it down. So it's, it is the same thing. Yep. So it, it's definitely this. Okay. All right, John. Okay. Well, he, he had an idea. Yeah. 41 likes on Facebook. That is, it's so weird to me that they're just see a famous person wearing something and they're like, hey, I need, I need to have that hat. What is it about? What What's the... I don't know. Can candles in a can? That's so cool. John thinks it's cool, so I'm, I need to buy that. I need to have it. It's not even a nice design hat. It just looks like you know whatever letters on it. No, but that that's how that works most of the time. I think it, the most effective marketing is a famous person wear. Like if you're yeah. if you're trying to sell merch or anything along those lines, the most effective marketing is absolutely a famous person wearing your gear. I know Who? with with Jake Hanrahan. Kim, I mean, this is, you know, night and day comparison here. Kim Kardashian wearing a popular front shirt. Oh, wow. Really blew, blew up the desire to get some popular front uh, hoodies and T-shirts. And, it, and I think it got him a distribution deal. Now that are $100 per shirt. Mm. <laughs> now no one can get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's a big thing. Who and do you think we could get to wear a movies hat? A movies hat? uh luke from big brother 25 i <laughs> i mean i don't know uh well first of all we wouldn't be able to do a movie's hat because kentucker oddly 
put out hats that just said movies on them a couple of years oh. ago. Season desist. Who is this? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you this can't is, use that word. How this guy you? is a uh, you know he did Strawberry Mansion. He did. He was part of the whole mumblecore era of filmmaking. Okay. So we wouldn't be able to do that. It would have to be. I mean, you something two else. Line, two lines movies, right? That's different. The double backslash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you yeah. go. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, we should come up with. It is long overdue time for another merch drop. That is what I do know. And we do have some merch that has been designed and created, and it's going to be very limited edition stuff. But I also want to get some like general commercial merch that is not going to be out of stock so quickly, not one of a kind. Because right now I'm working on a lot of one of a kind merchandise for things. Who do you think is the most famous person we've had on this show? Um, or, the most or, famous or, person, or or maybe famous, or or yeah, I guess bigger following, bigger reach. Well, I Stuckman, guess. Stuckman's the biggest one. He's got like he's got over a million subscribers. So Stuckman he, probably is he still posting stuff? He's not. He's not as often. I mean, we've had some some big internet people on here before. We could get big. I, I mean, how do you even measure, really? But we could get like serious celebrities, like actors, directors, people like that, on the show. No question about it. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, anytime you do have those people on, it doesn't. It actually does not translate usually to good views or good downloads. Hmm. And we have to behave, right? And we have to. And that's the other thing too. That's the bigger <laughs> thing is we have to behave ourselves and watch our language, and it fucking sucks. Because yeah. then you you're having this delicate interview where oh, we're we're speaking to learn about the process. It's like who gives a fuck about the process? Yeah, I'm really not good at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, just no, like no. If I, I'm just like, all right, who cares? Right. Let's you don't want to. You don't want to. And here's the thing too: is you don't want to blow that load on a Zoom call interview. You know, if you were bringing that person to a studio and you were sitting down with them and it was going to be something useful useful in the long term that would have longevity then you fuck around then you start to like take some swings and say all right we can rule this person off the list of doing any future stuff with us because who cares we got this out of it what, you don't do adam, that for this type of show the adam friedland show yeah. type of thing right. yes they clearly don't give a shit uh about you know playing nice with their their guests because they're getting something out of it now if the show was, uh, you know, something that we were doing in person, that would be a different story. But, you know, I'm not, you know, let's say we had Martin Scorsese from letterbox.com on the show. Are you, are you just going to be suddenly throwing out song of the South references during the podcast? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm bad. At, I'm bad at like playing along and not just like, if I know that there's something awkward or something, I, I, I want to know. You know, and I, uh, I'm not like I wouldn't make it a, a, a like an IMDb presser, you know, because I would just be like, why, why this thing that you don't want to talk about? What I would ask him is, why do you prefer Exorcist Two to Exorcist? It's like, what's wrong with Ant Man and the Wasp? Please let me, please tell me. This movie I haven't seen, but I know, you know, he's got his opinions on superhero stuff. Not that I support, but you know what I mean, like. I, I I would just try to. Then again, when we did when we did that episode with Luke, I think I don't think we said anything 
he i felt like it was he was a little uncomfortable when when the thing was brought up uh because we were both kind of just like like who cares about it exactly it's just like it's not a big deal like that's kind of what you want from those shows well um, he, that that happened um when monkey had said that he also used certain language oh, you know geez. i think for him it's so fresh it's still very fresh you know it was just yeah. this not even really summer it was i think it was almost closer to fall so that's still going to be a jarring thing for a while you know but i don't know i don't think it's that big of a deal yeah i just i'm bad i'm bad at playing along i just so i guess it's it's okay that we keep getting just our friends to come on the show I mean, if we want bigger guests, we'll get bigger guests. I'm serious. Like this, this would be not a hassle for us to to be able to get we can larger ruin, names. Re, ruin, ruin relationships with bigger guests. Is that what you're saying? Again, it's just a matter of okay. If we get guests and we're gonna <laughs> fuck with them, then yeah. I don't want them to be people that I would actually want to work with in any capacity in terms That's of filming thing. or something along those lines. And the problem is, <laughs> I'm not really interested in talking to people who have relevant shit going on but i'm not interested in it i think that's the that's the biggest thing like um if you're coming to the show to just do like a pr thing i i don't care like i there's so I, many shows like that that are already out there like you can go listen to whatever the remnants of um what was that podcast with john schnepp and perry nemeroff and all those people that jeremy johns used to frequent it like the movie fights podcast I, max landis would do you know who i'm talking about you were just uh tweeting at somebody from that that panel show recently was it? yes i i uh, let me see uh it was one of show no <laughs> <laughs> it was a very popular show back in like 2015 2016 in terms of youtube it was probably the biggest movie show on youtube at the time ah oh. Well, I, I don't know but uh yeah i don't that, that's the thing is that I'm, I'm i'm very bad at like pretending or faking you know um and if you have to be very safe because you're trying to sell something or if you, it's just like a press tour where you know everything is wonderful or whatever i uh if if i think your movie's bad i'm not i'm not gonna not say it's it's yeah. bad and i feel like um that's why we haven't had Kino Corner on here in a if, year. I mean, I don't, I don't mind telling him that I think his movie is bad. I just don't really think he wants to hear that. Uh, but, but uh, uh, I have no issue with Kino. I can, you know, his movie fucking sucks. But, but, I, <laughs> I, but, I, but I, I feel like uh, it, it's difficult. Like it, it's a different skill, I think, to be able to just play along nicely and pretend that that. Uh, everything is wonderful and, and nice when that's the role that they want you to play to uh to do promotion for whatever property it is and i i'm just not very good at it uh and i can't imagine you being very good at it either uh no i look i would try to do that every so often when i was just a junior podcaster 10 12 years ago and i would have people on to talk about their books or whatever when i was doing uh my my old 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 show my my practice run at this and it was exhausting first of all and second of all you run out of things to say real quick if you're not actually interested so it, 
like I got all of that out of my system when I was 22 or 23 years old. And I quickly learned, no, that's not for me. That's not an interest of mine. I would much rather have a bunch of, excuse me, nobody's on this show that we can have a fun time with. Why does it all, hold on. Are you seeing what Zoom is doing right now where it's like interpreting, it's interpreting me doing this and it's illustrating it here? Oh no, it's going to delete just gonna delete your account. You'll see Kylie. Uh, no. What? I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dream of that, Hans. I'm going to go out to the woods and piss all over myself after this show. Yeah. I don't have an interest in having famous people on if they're not going to be somebody who can coalesce easily with the two of us. That's really all there is to it. Like, if you can't talk about, like, the worst fart you've had at Thanksgiving, I have no reason to talk to you. You know, like, if you, if all you want to do is sit here and sell whatever it is that you're selling, it's... Which I, I hate that, too, when I listen to other people's shows, and yeah. they're having an organic conversation, and then the person tries to reroute it back to, oh, here's the supplement that I'm selling on my website right now. Liquid yeah. Death. But first, we have to talk about my sponsorship deal with Liquid Death, and they put me on the can this week, and I need you to go out and buy it. Yeah, oh, I hey, know. but my special, you know, in the book, in the book I just wrote, I'll tell you all about this. It's just like, shut the fuck up. You don't know how this actually works, do you? Yeah. This isn't just... 1972. That, first of all, that probably never worked. But, you know, that's not really an effective method of being able to sell yourself or sell whatever it is you're trying to promote. Yeah. Your plugs, the... The, the plug, the whatever you're doing, I don't A direct I plug I don't think has ever worked for me, ever, in the history of taking in online video and audio. It's always, whenever I've been interested in anything that anyone's selling, it's always them that sell it. You know, if if it's someone that I find likable or, or, or that I enjoy listening to, then I'm like, okay, let's let's look this person up and see what they're doing or what they what they did but it's never this the pitch you know that the pitch always feels very forced and always kind of like oh cool so you just cut off the regular normal conversation you just had to try to sell this thing and that's annoying that sucks uh so yeah if i i have a lot of more fun just having the uh, the people that we have on the show where we can just shoot the shit and not have to be safe and not have to like think about the words that we say because someone might get offended or someone might be like uncomfortable um and i think it it makes for a better listening experience that if you're just here to shill for for whatever company or whatever thing they're trying to sell if they uh plug something then that's fine but i i i ne- i've never enjoyed whenever i listen to something and like the main thing that that i guess is there to talk about is just the, the thing they're trying to sell because it just feels very unnatural and and i like listening to real conversations that i would have with my friends or like something that sounds like like a like a normal real conversation as opposed to oh tell me how wonderful the director was isn't that fun to listen isn't that great you know what i mean like when when my state lottery comes out like i'm not gonna I mean, if if we're asked to do interviews, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, let, uh, let me tell you about how Loris made me feel very comfortable." And said, "No, we're just gonna talk about how." So I would always give Hans a back massage before we <laughs> started shooting. That, no, they were so upset that I farted so much <laughs> doing the thing because we were eating whatever we could eat at three in the morning. Uh, so I I find that and like the nature of that more enjoyable 
people and more of like a listenable thing that if it's someone just saying nice things about anything because it's mm -hmm. just like okay thanks we've been asked to do now. interviews for mass day lottery but mass day lottery ain't out yet so i i'm always like yep when it comes out when it's ready when there's an announcement we'll do it but now it's you know 2025 yeah. no <laughs> no don't say that by the way you you told me you were going to send me the latest one and you did i did no you didn't sure i did no i think i i don't know maybe i didn't oops didn't. all right i'll no. send it to you, you right said, now oh, it's rendering it's been rendering for like three weeks <laughs> well yeah i need to listen i should have taken advantage of black friday i didn't notice any good sales though happening during black friday no not even uh, blue like they'll sell blu-rays typically for like two dollars on black friday not this year absolutely not this year and cyber monday was always a joke cyber monday or however they like to label the Saturday, Sunday, Monday stretch of sales. Never really good in the past. I'm, I guess I'm hoping that tomorrow, we're recording this on November 26th, Sunday, yeah. uh, there's actually some some good stuff, but it that's, doesn't seem like it. That's something that my girlfriend was talking to me about earlier today, about how, remember, you know, five, six years ago, maybe 10 years ago, how Black Friday was a thing that people would die over, <laughs> how people would go into Best Buy and, oh, two ladies were m killed because people st stepped over them to get a flat screen tv that was 80 well, percent off and what now, a fitting transition into what the next episode is about to be yeah. in two minutes so we're going to be talking live on youtube in a couple of minutes to discuss eli ross movie Ugh. thanksgiving now did, did you have thanksgiving by the way no no? Even though your girl is American, you didn't have a Thanksgiving? No, not really. We were at the beach. So we Beach just... time Thanksgiving. Yeah. You could have had a plump turkey right by the water. It would have been yeah. very nice. <laughs> just a deep Salt fried water turkey. turkey. <laughs> yep. No, no, we just didn't. That's not really a thing. It's a after Halloween, it's just Christmas, you know. That's why you can see no. like, little little lights behind me there. No. Kind of. No. No. You're, look at you. Look at your place. There's no Thanksgiving decoration. There was there it. was plenty of Thanksgiving to be had here. I I probably ate my weight in delicious stuffing and pastries. So I don't see no dead native statues behind you or. No, I keep those upstairs. <laughs> I keep photos of them in my bed, where it's convenient. Um, all right. Why don't we just quickly plug Patreon.com/slash Lowers is where you get the video episodes of the show and exclusive bonus episodes. Stay tuned. We're going to be going live on YouTube. I would like to go live. I don't think we can go live on X, can we? I don't think they've they figured that out yet. You pay for it. I don't know. I don't pay for that stuff. You're right. I pay. I should know this. You Why should. would you know? You wouldn't know nothing about it. I'm you don't broke. even know how spend... to make a thumbnail, really. Yeah, I'm not spending six. How much is it? Six dollars? Sixty dollars a month. Yeah. No, it's uh it's something like eleven bucks a month. I don't I don't remember. It just gets taken out of my Apple. God damn. That. That's it's more than what Netflix is charging now. That's ridiculous. I don't have Netflix. I canceled what? Netflix because it only goes to two TVs. Well, let me tell you the new um how how can I how can I say this? The um corporis corporatization of Hunger Games. I think you should watch the challenge, the Hunger Games. You mean no, not Squid Game? Hunger Games, fucking Squid Games challenge, <laughs> dude. 
We, I think, ah, uh, I don't, uh, it, it's so bad. It's, it's bad. It's so fake. It, it, it's like, it's, it's played as like, as like a straight reality show, but every line that every person says, you're kind of just like, oh, that's, that sounded weird coming out of that mouth. You know, where it's just like they very, fed them lines. They gave them, Hey, say this. And you're so, so we can make you the villain of the show. So unnatural. So like, what and also the reactions that they have to the games is like oh my god i can't believe the cookies are next and it's like what do you mean do you not watch the show like that's that's one of the main things where every time something comes up or, or where if you've seen the the tv show obviously you know what's coming everyone's always like oh i can't believe this is next. And it's like what what do you mean i thought everyone that was in here was this huge fan of the show and it, it just is very manufactured. It's very, um, they, they have, you know, your typical uh, reality show interviews on like a, on like a little room or whatever. But I think the, the biggest problem that that show has is that since it started as a narrative show, right? By the time that you get to the game, you care about the main character. You kind of care about what happens to them. When you do, when you, when you do a reality show, um, they try to force moments that are unearned. So, so you know, when they have the green light, red light uh, challenge with the doll and like you have to move faster and as soon as the doll turns around, you stop, right? There's a, a, a scene where this girl, she does a squat for reasons that are just like, why? number one, why are you doing a squat? And then they try to make a moment out of that where it's like oh my god she's she's doing a squat is she going to be able to hold on to the squat or is she going to move because she's in the squat and now she she's not supposed to move and i and i'm just sitting over here like why why the fuck would you do a squat that's such an unnatural position to be in if you're trying to run to something so it's a lot of just very forced unearned trying to make a moment and there's fucking slow motion and the music and it's like oh we're gonna zoom in on her face and oh my god she's sweating is she gonna be able to hold the, her squad instead of moving and that whole show is just that just unearned moments on like trying to manufacture drama even though we're supposed to care for these characters that we literally just learn who they how, are. how many contestants are there on this show hundreds Hundreds. hundreds of contestants yeah so then you have people that they get the interview thing right and you would expect that the, the people that are getting interviewed are people that are going to last long on the show and then they eliminate them but it's like okay so i literally just learned their their story and their story is usually like there's this girl that's like well i'm 410 and i'm used to being dismissed because i'm very short and blah, 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 whatever and then she loses and you're just kind of like, all right, like, I don't like there's zero connection with the audience. Everything is very quick. And, and, and you, th I don't, I don't understand who's making the shows that don't understand number one, why that show worked, because the main reason why anyone cared about uh, what happened on the game was because you kind of know their backstory and why they want to do the thing, right? Why do you want the money? 
Uh, why does this main character want to win his daughter, his family, whatever? He's a loser. You don't get any of that on the show. So then, well, how ever... could you? I mean, there, there seems like there's tons and tons of contestants. Well, it's an thing. elimination style show, and yeah. people are going to be coming and going. They probably they probably primed a, a couple of people. They had some plants in there, maybe some LA actors who had never seen the the there, TV show Squid, like the proper there, Squid Game. Yeah, there's a villain, right? So you know how how on the it, is Squid... it that black guy that I've seen yeah. all over Twitter? Yes, yes, uh, and. His whole thing is that he kind of sounds like, um, uh, fuck, what's this bald guy's name that was in Romania uh, and sex trafficking? You know the Andrew male... Tate. Yeah, so he he's got kind of innocent. Like a... By the way, he was found yeah. innocent, but continue. But, but he ha he has like a very light Andrew Tate thing where he's like. I'm a fucking this and I'm this and God chose me to do this thing and and God was with me and I believe in myself and I, and you're just kind of like okay I see what they're trying to do with with having this guy be the villain but he's not a good enough actor where you believe anything that comes out of his mouth like everything just feels like a like a, a line that was you know fed to him and then the way that they act with each other is so unnatural and so, what what is that called? Not public casting, uh, whatever general casting or just like whatever uh, I'm trying to be an actor and react type of thing where it's just so bad. And I hate that because, it, you know, I, I think we recorded an episode on this and, and how I like some parts of the show, but I wasn't like... Yeah, you were not as impressed with Squid Game, the scripted narrative series for Netflix, yeah. as I was. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I love that it ended in the most original, traditional, yeah. predictable fashion with that lead guy, even though he had an acne outbreak when they dyed his hair red, and that was really gross. It was off-putting <laughs> to see. Pink, not red. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't like all of it, but I, I can appreciate the effort, and I can appreciate the originality of it. This just feels like Netflix was like, people love this show. So let's just, hey, what do you like about, oh, pink costumes with the triangle and their circle on the masks. Isn't that cool? Isn't this the show that you love? Hey, remember that show that you loved two years ago? But nothing is earned. And everything just feels like a scripted reality show uh, with bad actors. And I, I think we've made it to episode two or three. Uh, and I was just like, this just like, is the whole show out or are they dropping it week to week? I, that's a good question. I have no idea. Uh, it probably, it's probably all out, uh, squid game. The so challenge. who won? I mean, maybe, maybe I'll watch it. So maybe I don't want to know who won. If there, it's... there is on the last episode that I watched, uh, one actor, and I want to say actor because it's not a contestant, just an actor. There's five episodes out. Um, he has like a, so, you know, the cookie challenge they have to okay so he so what they do here is that um they choose four people in line to be the ones that determine which uh, shape they uh <laughs> my girlfriend is texting me right now telling me like oh tell him about this character and this other character so uh so there's there's before i move on to the cookie thing there's two characters the the biggest mama's boy dork like biggest like and his mom is there also who's just this old lady 
and they're together so they try to make make this be like a story of like you know how oh my mom is here and this is uh, very inspiring for me because she was an athlete when she was young and and i want to last to the end but then i might have to go against my mom and and i don't know how to feel about that like so his mom is playing too yeah, so it's this old lady and him, and he's like the biggest, like dorkiest mama's boy you can think of. Uh, there's a there's this guy that I was telling you about, who's just he just has like a breakdown every time anything is asked of him. So when they're do before they do the cookie thing, they have they divide everyone in four lines, and they pick the person that's in front of the line. So then they go into the room where they're supposed to be carving out the cookies. And they're supposed to agree on which cookie their line is going to pick, right? And uh, in the first one, they couldn't agree, so they all get eliminated, which is very stupid. But 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 I feel like the the rules of the game are not being followed because at the end of the game, there's one winner, right? So if you're there, you're there for yourself. You're there to win the the challenge yourself and get the money yourself. Here. There's people that are like, well, I can't, I can't let my team down. I can't. Well, what am I going to do? Pick the umbrella? Everyone's going to be mad at me. And it's like, you you want everyone to go. Like, you if you can do it and everyone on your team leaves, like, that's right. That's what right. Well, to that I mean, this is a common trope, though. Whenever you watch a reality show and there's an alliance or if there's a, you know, whatever it might be, people lose track of the end game and they get caught up in the moment of it and then it becomes a team game where it's like yeah the six of us are going to go to the end and they no. forget like oh there's only one of us can win the show so in this in this one with this guy so he gets picked and then he goes and he's immediately like shaking he's like oh i'm not good at negotiating because you're supposed to negotiate which of the shapes you pick and you have that villain guy that fourth villain guy in it right so then this this guy that's like crying or having a breakdown he stands up with his arms like this and he's like i'm not i'm just going i want to pick for my team and i'm i will not be forced to pick the umbrella because i that's that's the umbrella's bad and then he his argument was that he wants to help people so he's like when i get my cookie i want to make sure that i'm able to help other people do their carving of their cookie and if i'm able to help them then that's what i want to do which doesn't make sense if you've seen the show right right everyone does their own cookie so then the villain guy is he picked the circle because that's the easiest one uh and then he comes over and he's like i'll help you guys i'll help you and then the guy's like, oh, okay. So he shakes his hand and then he picks the umbrella. And then the voice comes out and they're like, yeah, the rules is that you can't help anyone. You're supposed to do your own cookie. So then this guy has like a breakdown and he starts bubbling and crying and like <laughs> doing this a lot. And I'm just like, what? what is that sounds that's great i think i'm gonna watch this show now no it because it's annoying it's not it's not even funny it's just kind of just like i i understand what you're trying to do as a producer for this show but none of it works and everything just feels very manufactured and very forced and then the actors are also not good enough to pull up what they're pull off what they're trying to pull off with the characters they were given so then you just there's an old guy i'm supposed to be the old guy and he just looks like he's whenever anyone talks to him he's just kind of like this 
And then in the interview, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just playing the old guy here. I'm just, you know, trying to trick everyone into thinking that I'm just old and useless. And then when he does the thing, he's kind of just old and useless. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so then it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think you should, I think we should do an episode on it because I just want to put you through something painful. You always <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> I'm down to watch the show. I Honestly, I feel like it's been a pretty good year for reality television. And I've seen people tweeting about this this TV show. I'm I'm curious enough to check out a couple of episodes of it, so I'll I'll, I'll give it a watch. It can't be well. I don't want to bash Fish Tank here, but the Fish Tank edited show has not been um, going over well with the the audience. Oh no! So I I feel like all right. Well, I've gotten through six episodes of the Fish Tank edited show. This this will be a breeze. Um, and I'll tell you what, the fish tank edited show, you're kind of like anyone who's helming that is doing an impossible task of trying to make it interesting after the fact, after everybody has watched it unfold. If you're doing that kind of program, this will be a piece of advice that goes unheard, of course. You got to release the episodes as the show is happening. Big yeah. Brother knows this, you know, because as soon as I think what that audience is, and maybe they're aware of this, maybe they're not, I don't know. A lot of that audience is invested in that show. First of all, because you can track the people in real time. There's a lot of obsessed folks out there that are into shows like that, like Big Brother. But it's a lot about the outcome. It's as much about the comedy and all like the idiosyncrasies of these people that are involved as it is the outcome. And once the outcome is spoiled, who gives a fuck? I mean, I was looking at YouTube in the fish tank edited show and like the first day, and this is bad numbers for MD and that whole channel, you know, it, it had something like 12,000 views after 15 hours. Like that's really not good for what they typically put out because yeah. they do numbers, they do real numbers. So I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's just an impossible task ahead. And especially if they're planning season two for next month, uh, but I, it's it's been how long since that came out? Like five months? It's been yeah. It feels like a whole year ago. It feels like it wasn't you know the same years this year. But yeah, no, it it was early early twenty twenty three. So okay. I I don't know how they're gonna successfully continue to do that. I mean, they're appealing to the MDE base, but the fish tank base I think is its own thing. Yeah, and they should just be hiring editors to cut up episodes because you lose track of things that are important during that stretch of time later on when it's a complete thing because then you're thinking well this isn't that important this isn't that important da, 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 da. it's also like i know who wins right so yeah yeah like... yeah so i don't know squid game is the way to go watch squid game on netflix season two with hans and i contestants yeah. we should do it if it's Let's if it's it. a popular show it seems like it's kind of i mean based off what you're saying here these are not impressive people i feel like Who's... we could get in there as contestants he's, he's good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not not none of the challenges take any type of like physical anything really. So, yeah, I just, it's got a four point seven IMDb rating. So that's sounds great, that's awesome. Going, yeah, yep, yeah, a quality program. All right, so we there's... we're we're late to the live show. You know, oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah. All right, so All right. that's been movies for this week. Thank you for listening. Join us live in a moment.